0: Hello again, and welcome to Waltrip Unfiltered. So happy you joined us for our podcast today. We've got a great guest, a guy that set the NASCAR world on its ears last weekend when he won down in Texas. How about that? Greg Biffle goes to Victory Lane in a truck, hasn't competed since 2004. Heck, he's retired, and he's able to grab that victory. I can't wait to talk to Greg about that big truck win, plus all of his history in NASCAR. He grew up out in Washington and somehow made his way to NASCAR. I know one guy that was key to that transition from the West Coast to NASCAR. That was Benny Parsons. We'll talk to Greg about that. Plus, so much fun through this point in NASCAR. So many great races. I loved what I saw at Michigan. Now, I know Joey Logano dominated. And you might say, eh, not a great race. But listen, he dominated and won by a car length or so. It reminded me of the win that Brad Kozlowski had at Martinsville. Do you remember that? He dominated, led over 400 laps. Chase Elliott almost ran him down at the end. Drama, excitement, that's what I'm all about. And I loved what I saw in Michigan, and I can't wait to head to wine country. Maybe tip a few back, watch the boys go left and right. It'll be out of hand. Stay tuned. Can't wait for you to listen to Greg Biffle. Green play, green play. I'm so honored to have Greg Biffle join me on the Waltrip Unfiltered Podcast. Thank you so much for coming by and saying hello.
1: Yeah, well I couldn't I wouldn't pass up the opportunity. <laughs> well we
0: we have this T V history, right? Right. We, we did inside was it inside Winston Cup when uh, we did it
1: I think so inside Winston Cup inside Nextel Cup yeah whatever those were the only the only thing we were just missing Kenny yeah sitting right <laughs> Kenny Schrader.
0: was the best part of the whole show Golly. getting his honesty but we did that for speed back in 0, 02 3 4 I don't remember 4 yep. or 5 probably yep yep um, and let's just start there you came to NASCAR in the in the late 90s driving for Jack Roush and my favorite part about Greg Biffle getting to NASCAR was my buddy, Benny Parsons. I mean, everybody talks about his endorsement of you and he, him watching you in winter heat back on the West coast, Yep. the old ESPN days yep. of, of, of NASCAR coverage in January. And, and he said, somebody better hire this guy. This guy's good. Do you, what do you recall from that in those days?
1: It's uh, it's a neat story. So I, I, You know anybody can like Benny Parsons. I mean, you you have a conversation with him and you're instantly friends. So, I uh, I got an opportunity. You know, he he came. So there's so many things about this that is he's a special character. Yeah, he comes down out of the grand out of the booth and whatever you want to say. And on practice day, he's walking through the garage area. We're at a short track in the middle of nowhere, Tucson, Arizona. And he's walking up and down, talking to people, talking to the racers because he was a racer. He loved that. Yeah. And you know, the other TV commentators aren't doing what weren't doing that. He was by himself, and he did it in the cup days. He'd stroll through the garage and get the scoop and right. talk to the guys. Um, so I became pretty good friends with him. And uh,
0: now, you, how old were you then? You were twenty. I was
1: 23, yeah. 24, 22. And so we kind of hit it off and I'm like, "Hey Benny, how, what, you know, how do I get an opportunity? How do I get cuz they just that the truck series started right then." Right. "What? That was the first year or second year of the trucks." And I said, "How can I get a, a chance to get get a truck ride?" You know, and uh, we we talked about it and to be honest with you, I don't remember exactly what he said. But but he said, "I'll pass your name around and, you know, kind of casually and And we talked a little bit about it, whatever was said. Uh, But the conversation between Jack, as the story goes, Jack and Benny Parsons, they passed each other in the garage in Michigan. And Jack said to Benny, hey, I wasn't able to sign Tommy Kendall for my third truck team. He wants to live in L.A. or in California or whatever. He doesn't want to move back here to Redneckville. And uh, Jack said, you know, I just I'm going to hire someone else. And Benny Parsons said, hey, don't forget about that kid I told you about out in Washington. Yeah. And that was it. He told Jeff Smith, call and hire the kid. No resume. Sign unseen? No resume. No. They asked me if I could send a photo of myself. (laughs) So the story's even better. A photo. When
0: when I hear it and I'm like, you know, Benny was talking about about Greg on TV and, and Jack hired him. Well, I, I just assumed there was a lot more to it than that, but really, yeah. there isn't.
1: Yeah, they were passing through the garage area, and he said, "Hey, don't forget about that kid. He'll do you a good job." And Jack, you know, if Jack wasn't the character he is, if that would have been Mister H, Mister Hendrick, or, or or Coach Gibbs, or someone else. He, they would maybe. have been. They might have looked into it, but Jack's like, hire him. Yeah. You know, you don't think it
0: had anything to do with the fact that your middle name is Jack,
1: do it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it.
0: So, so how did you get? How did? You, how did you get to Winter Heat? What you had raced as a kid? What? What kind of equipment did you have? Did you? Did you have everything you needed to win? And that's, you know, you were just I, on a roll.
1: I did, and I think that's what impressed Benny Parsons. Is you know, I I started a business when I was nineteen, building race cars because I loved fabricating. My parents owned a small welding shop. So I worked on cars, knew how to weld, knew how to fabricate. And so I started building my own cars. And then people were like, will you build me a car? So I started building cars for other people. And then I recognized that's what I want to do. And so I was building cars for customers. Who are some of the guys you built winning race cars for
0: out on the West Coast? Because I know all those names.
1: Uh, man, there was a handful of them. But, you know, I built, um, I built Kyle uh, Bush a car. Wow. And that Star Nursery, so out of a 32 car field, I had about 15 cars Holy from God. across the U.S. There were people from North Carolina, is this Tucson. That was Tucson winter heat, right. so people would come champions or people would come from all over. And about 13 to 15 of the main event cars were there. Was 90 cars, yeah, and about 13 of them that made the the main event were were my chassis that that we built in in portland oregon
0: and so you you dreamed of racing nascar
1: i dreamed of it absolutely like
0: a lot of kids i had tyler reddick on and 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 christopher bell yep Kyle larson and they're like i don't know you know we kind of wanted to be dirt racers we wanted to race world of outlaws but sure. you were a short track um
1: pavement guy yep from the
0: northwest and you were like i want to get to nascar
1: right and 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 the short track track local track was the winston racing series so i raced in the winston racing series every week mm-hmm. and that that pavement um, you know friday saturday night stuff gave me the the want to you know go race nascar
0: well so you knew you could build the best cars because everybody was buying them did did you have i'm just curious at that did you're like i could win i'm a good I'm a really good
1: driver too. <laughs> I felt like it, right? Yeah. You know, you felt like you could you could win, and and I won, in, you know, c- kind of every level. And you have to, you did, you know, you have to to be able to get to the next level. Right. You have to be winning here, like that's what Kyle's saying about his trucks, right? If you can't win here, how are you going to get in the Xfinity cars, and how are you going to get a chance at the Cup? Mm-hmm. Very few guys have have not done well and skipped over and. And one guy that comes to mind is Jimmy Johnson. He he didn't set the world on fire in Xfinity car. Yeah. But he did in a Cup car. Right away. So, you know, and when in and, and so, you have to produce results. And and I won in, you know, street stocks and limited sportsmen, and and won in the late models. I won two track championships in the same year, and and won that Winter Heat Series two years in a row. So, well, that kind of you know I felt like I could, and and. It's funny, when I got my chance to race in the in the uh, truck series, I had pretty instant success. I ran top five or six, and then it was very humbling after that. And I thought to myself, I'm like, how can I ever compete with these top four or five trucks? Because they were so much better than me. And then a couple of years later, I got to where I was winning races and, and competing with them. Then I went to the Xfinity series and I said the same thing. Now I'm run an eighth or 10th and i'm like how can i ever compete with these guys and then you went to cup i'm 25th and i'm like you know how am i ever gonna you know be able to win races over here
0: yeah but you're, you're a little bit hard on yourself because in 98 when you went truck racing you won you didn't win any races like i said you had some top fives but you won four poles and that's the most poles any rookie had won and so you're like all right well maybe okay and then in 99, you won nine races, Yeah. and you did something that Kyle Busch has never done, which I don't think any trucker, maybe other than you, can say this. Yeah. I mean, other than the championships, because he doesn't compete full-time. You won nine races in 1999, uh, but, but not the championship. And then 2000, of course, you, you come back and got the championship. So while it was difficult, you were certainly on, on pace.
1: Figuring it out as it went, but it's, it's so humbling when you get there you know you think okay i'm i i got this you yeah. know and and uh it's tough it's tough
0: yeah it is uh and then so you you win the truck championship you win the xfinity championship and so my first my first i watched you do all that and i knew greg's a talented racer he'll be a cup driver it's like today uh for example Christopher bell Erica. absolutely
1: gonna be a great cup driver with enough experience he gets in the right equipment. He's going to be competing. No at, doubt. Right. And we
0: said the same thing about Eric Jones, and yep. he's already won. And yep. we've said the same thing about William Byron, and, and he's going to be a winner. Yep. So you just see these kids come along. You know, yep. Like they, they get it, and, yep. and you were certainly one of those and, and respected that. But my first Greg Biffle memory <laughs> that sticks out and always has was Daytona 2003 July. Now that was a good night for you.
1: It was a very good night for me.
0: But let me tell you what I remember. So I'm running. I'm running, and we there's a green flag pit stop or something. I, I'm pretty sure it's a green flag pit stop. And I come out behind you, and you're a rookie. And we go down into turn three, and you literally ran through the the, the high banks of Daytona sideways. Like your car was so loose, it was hanging out, it was it was and mine was perfect and I'm like, Yeah, you watch this. I'll eat him up here in a lap or two. He's yeah. gonna bust his rear. I'm gonna win this race. Well, you did it for a couple more laps and then you drove away from me. And and I was just like, How how can a man I mean, we're not
1: talking about being at Bristol and hanging out. Right. We're at Daytona. <laughs> Do you, do you remember I, I, that night or? oh i remember that night and i don't know how i did either because <laughs> yeah. i was scared to death yeah i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna wreck any minute no doubt and i don't i didn't know. seem like it made you lift off the gas any though no i wanted to win so bad <laughs> yeah that was a big night i wanted to win so bad uh probably shouldn't have had an inch and a quarter front bar in it Right, it's probably a little bit small for yeah. that track. Yeah, just think if you showed someone an inch and a
0: quarter front bar
1: now. Yeah, they'd say, "What's that?" Yeah, it looks is that, like, is that a pry bar? Is to say, look like a <laughs> toothpick.
0: Yeah. The, so the, the sway bars we run now are like that big, and so it's just a different world. But yeah. hanging onto that car and winning that night, uh, I, I, it's just it's weird how little things. Yep. Yeah. So when I was coming, I was like, "Oh, cool! I get to talk to Biff." I wanted to, I wanted to remind
1: you of that story. Yeah, that was a that was a tough night. That was a tough night, but it was a great night. Being able to, uh, you know, first cup win, is, and it coming uh, at Daytona. What's yeah. the, what better place in the world to win than Daytona? Yep, man, I've all. You know, we can all talk about it. We've almost won everywhere so many times, but yeah. man, I've been so close to that 500. Right. You know, they they changed the rule of the green white checkered. And I was leading when the white came out. I was leading the second time when the white came out. <laughs> Holy cow. Mick was leading the third time, you know, when we when we came across. So yeah. yeah, it's uh so many of those moments. But at least you got a couple of southern five hundreds. Yep.
0: Those are those are huge. Those are tough. I mean in NASCAR you wanna win the Daytona five hundred, you wanna win the Southern five hundred, and you wanna win the World Six Hundred. Yep. In in my eyes. And yep. You having success in the Southern 500, that's probably maybe arguably the toughest to win.
1: It is a tough, tough racetrack. Yeah. Yeah. The old pavement and the, I won on the old pavement, new pavement.
0: I know your foundation does so much to help, um, to help animals, uh, animal rescue and folks to adopt animals. You got a big event coming up. Uh, what all is going on in your, in your world with your foundation?
1: Well, as, as you, we've talked, it's been all these years, the six years between you know, when Emma was one, and Emma's seven now, uh, we've been working on. It seems like even longer than that. Been working on a facility in in North Carolina. We we've raised money with the NASCAR Pet Calendar and helped organizations all over the U.S. And we've done that for a long time. But our second focus also was a facility in in North Carolina where we could help. Uh, you know, adopt animals out and rescue animals and, and pull them out of the shelter and take, um, you know, some folks get in a situation where they can't have the animal anymore and have to unfortunately get, you know, get, find another rehome. So, uh, our organization is, uh, Lake Norman Humane and we're having a grand opening the 19th of June and we're super excited about it. Highway 21 is our new facility. Uh, we were able to buy seven acres there, all fenced. And we redid the uh, building that was on site. it was an old electrical overcash electric uh building so we've we've acquired that property and raised a lot of money and we're finally ready to we're cut finally ready to cut the ribbon and it's been a long time and and without your help and everybody else's uh, help, you've been in the pet calendar and and all of the drivers have, have helped to trim this mount and we've done a lot of events. Uh, I know you've been at the mountain property event, so uh this is a dream come true for me. And, and opening this this property, that's got to be crazy
0: fulfilling and rewarding. Like you
1: said, a dream come true. It is. Um, you know, the board's worked really hard. I've been on the board for 12 years. And we've, uh, you know, we went through the downturn and kind of came out of that. And we've got a facility now, but, to, but this new facility is something we've been trying to do for, for a long time. And we're finally here. That's awesome. Can't wait.
0: Can't wait to see everything that's uh going on with your uh with your new facility. Seven acres and a fenced in yep. area for the pets. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Wait till you see it. It's it's uh you're gonna wanna live there. It's <laughs> it's nice. And we 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 adopt so many animals out. Uh we we're so happy that we saved so many animals. Uh this facility's gonna help us do uh even better job.
0: That's cool. You know racing is about giving. Yep. We we see it all the time whether Ryan Newman has a big animal yep. uh, rescue, rescue Ranch ranch that that he and his wife are so passionate about and and whether it's animals or or the the camp that the Petties have yep. that we support though, those those initiatives and the ability to help others is something that I'm so proud of our community. Because you always step up so much, and, yeah. and this is just another great example of that.
1: Yeah, it's fun to help uh, folks out. You know, would always attend the Truex uh, event and all those things. So it's it's fun to do. You know,
0: I, I, that brings up an interesting question for me. I always like to ask guys who their favorite drivers ever are. And uh, I mentioned the, the, the camp at, that um, Kyle petty and and richard have for the kids and here in north carolina he's he's on my list because he's my buddy i lived with him yep and my brother of course because i admired him i want to be like him and dale Earnhardt. i tell tell people drivers those are my three who who are who are the three that you think of when when you think of all the racing and and what what guys maybe inspired you or or, or changed your direction and, and I know at the top of the list almost has to be Jack Roush because he gave you this this opportunity but
1: he's not a driver right so so prior to me getting my opportunity I was a huge Ernie Irvin fan Ah that's cool huge Ernie Irvin fan and so so it was Ernie Irvin Mark Martin and I was uh, I was a closet Dale Earnhardt fan because my crew chief buddy, great friend, still works for me today, Roger. He's like over the top Dale Earnhardt fan. Dale Earnhardt toolbox, and you know you gotta have a rivalry, right? So we we give each other, you know, we shoot the bull back and forth about yeah. it, you know, and give each other a hard time about uh, who our drivers are, right? But those That's- those were kind of the the you know those were the three, and so as as you you look at those names in the list, my first job, my first opportunity, I'm become teammates with Mark Martin. Yeah. You know, so uh it, it was a it was a fairy tale thing for me. And it's so
0: cool that you you mentioned Ernie. Yeah. California guy. I yeah. grew you know, we we kind of started at the same time, yeah. Basically racing together and and uh what a what a great guy Ernie is. That's I, I love your list. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Do you ever talk to Mark anymore?
1: I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah I still talk to Mark, and uh, I always see him in his camper. Yeah, he, <laughs> he loves, loves that motorhome. <laughs> Holy cow! So you're you're
0: racing a an old uh, Crown Vic or something, and yep. he's riding around in a bus. Yeah, chilling.
1: Yeah, he loves it, and he and he's like been this close to coming to the desert because he was in Indio for the winter, in his bus with some of his friends or what whatever. And he's like, he's, he's an hour away. Yeah. And I'm like, and he said, oh, I want to come out. I want to come out. He would, oh, he would, he'd be hooked. Yeah. He would be hooked. Let me but I just you, haven't got him there yet.
0: I, you got me there. And when I was there in this, in this buggy, I don't even know what I was driving, a rail or yep. rail car or something. But anyway, I just know that I'm crazy. <laughs> and I wanna run up on those banks and, and go so fast. Yeah. But I also see that you could, you know, mess up if
1: you can't see where you're going. Well, that's why you always wanna be second. <laughs> because that's the only time in racing or driving you wanna be second. Because you could follow that guy and you know he's not gonna kill himself. Right. So I'm probably I'm gonna follow. And if he does something wrong, I'm uh, not gonna stop before so so running second in line. I tell everybody when we go that's the that's the place you want to be. Yeah. Is y- you watch his car, you watch his, you know, you watch his whip when he disappears real fast, you know, there's there's a you know, it goes off the edge right there. So don't go that way. Creep up to it, you know. <laughs> and that- if he goes away slow, yeah. Well, you know it rolls off and you can you can jump or do whatever isn't it
0: almost one of like the eighth wonder of the world the way that that is just spread out so far and there you can you see all these hills
1: and the way you can jump and it's just beautiful it's like it's like you're in another place when you stop out there in the dunes and look around it's so spectacular that that mother nature's made something like that and you're standing there just in the middle of it yeah and there's about you know, about eight or 10 places in the U.S. That are, that are like that. And I enjoy going to all of them. So I wanted
0: to tell you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you, I, I like to ask this question. What are your top three moments of your career? And it could be when Benny discovered you in Tucson, or it could be when you won the second Southern 500. And I'll just go ahead and tell you mine. Mine for you first was, I think this should almost be one but the fact that you won the trucks, you won the Xfinity, and you won the Cup, or you were second in Cup. Like yeah. no one's been that close yeah. to all of them. Yeah. So that that's my that's that's maybe my first memory or top moments for you because that's 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 a lot of accomplishments.
1: It is. I would say probably one accomplishment that you won't ever forget is the first time you won at at that NASCAR level and I won at Memphis in the trucks, you know, my, my first win. And, uh, that was a, that was a great memory. Yeah. You know, being able to win there, but finishing second in the, uh, in the title yeah. for yeah. the, for the cup title, that was a bittersweet, uh, moment. We, we, uh, for some reason I, I,
0: I have in my mind Miami and, and it being nighttime and you
1: you run in the 16 car but i don't i don't remember why you came up short i the well, reason why we ended up short was we left a lug nut loose in texas so we were right there in the hunt i was running third at texas we probably had a car to win and we ended up uh we ended up had a green flag pit cycle they left a wheel loose I had to come back uh-huh. and I ran the, that, that race went long green runs and I never, soon as the leader had passed somebody, the caution had come out <laughs> yeah. and you never a, got there. It's the Jack Roush fact. Ah, uh. so Matt had won it. Kurt had won it. And I was 2003, four five, 2005. Yeah. I was on my way right. to, to win it. I don't know. But the caution never came out. I never got my lap back. Finished 20th, and then I lost the championship by, on the old point system, I lost it by you know six positions. Right. And is
0: that Jimmy's? Uh,
1: Jimmy's that
0: was Jimmy's. Didn't first or second? Yeah, I thought it was right when it started. No, no, Tony Stewart. Ah, <clears throat> Tony Jimmy Stewart must have been six, seven, eight, like when he went crazy. Yep. Yeah. So Tony, Tony was a champion.
1: Tony, Tony beat me, and and then the next week. Uh, was Phoenix and you and I raced a lot together um in that uh I remember you led a lot of that ran third, right. second, third right. and we finished third or fourth. Yeah, I ran second. Yeah, and so I think I finished right behind you. so I finished third there and then I went to Homestead and won. And uh unfortunately I just ended up those points short. Yeah. We'd lapped Tony. So fast forward,
0: you 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 contended for championships you you won races awesome racer it, it gets to a point and in, in 16 17 you know your your run with jack is is over and yep and what i'm curious how how'd that work for you when when you're like all right i'm not gonna go back to jack what do i do did you have offers did you just decide you
1: were gonna wait for the perfect offer or did you say i'm done i think So, so I went to them early in August and said, I had one more year in my contract. And I knew if I didn't do something now that I wouldn't, I was going to be too old, which was on the verge of that and thought, I'm going to go try something different for the, for the last twilight couple years of my career. Right. I'll, I'll go drive just something else. And. And they were
0: cool with that? They are like, and, yeah, we had a good run, or were they like, I don't know?
1: Yeah, they, 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 we had some negotiations and more negotiations and more negotiations, and, and then, okay, we're going to, you know, try and work it out. And, and, unfortunately, what happened is we weren't able to work it out, the, the, the separation. And I think it was a little bit of stalling or delaying on, on possibly on their part. But it wasn't until after Homestead, you know, we were going to announce the week of Phoenix or, or before Texas. And then, Oh, let's do it next week. And Oh, we can't do it now. And let's do it this week. And Oh, it's championship week. Ford doesn't want us to do it now. So I had, I got so bitter over the way it went down. I was sort of like, I'm kind of done with it. And, and, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna sit back and and if a great opportunity mm-hmm. comes up, then I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on it. And I was very blessed. I had tons of opportunities and, and offers and still do today. Um but you know, I enjoy being I kinda of hate to tell everybody, but I love being I enjoy being <laughs> retired. Well it's I, a lot of fun. I have a
0: I have a and that's kinda of where I was transitioning to. I sure. I have a glimpse into why. I've been out to to the the dunes in Arizona and and see see your your buggies and all all the fun that that is yep. and and then also I'm envious. I want to be your co-driver in one of the twenty-four hour lemons events. Heck yeah! To me, that looks like as good as it gets. And and so life after
1: NASCAR, you've 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 done it pretty
0: pretty good, I think.
1: Yeah, I've had a lot of fun racing a bunch of different stuff, and and it's in our blood. We love to drive. We love to race. We love cars. And so it's something I can go do and enjoy. And in, in the sand car, off-road cars are sort of that my getaway for me. That you know fills that void. But I still sit there and watch and look. You know, go to some of the tracks and the drool out the corner of my mouth because I want, I want in there. You know, I want a hold of that steering wheel and I want to do it. So. And you got in there. I got like, in there. What about
0: that? I mean, I'll tell you from from a former racer and, and your buddy, I, I just, I loved your, your, your talk leading up to the weekend. Cause you're like, you know, I don't know. just hope I can be competitive. Yep. And I know, I know you, so you're like, I'm winning the race, but <laughs> you're, you're not going to say that right. because that that'll get you over your skis. That's and, right. And it was very easy in that race in Texas to, to get, get out of control. We saw it repeatedly. And so, Talk to me about that. You 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 were obviously very confident. What did you learn after the test that you had in April? Just a few laps on the track, and 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 am I right? Did you think I could probably win, but I gotta gotta just make sure I stay calm.
1: Yeah, I was nervous about it going into it, whether I could win or not, and and there was a lot of pressure. Kyle won five out of five, and Kyle. Yeah, but told, he's Kyle, and he told me. <laughs> Kyle told me after the Texas race, he's like, "Yeah, we weren't that good." He goes, "We took 2 we two tired, I'm got out front." And he goes, "I had a hard time holding off that uh freeze under whoever it was. You know, it was way faster than I was, but, but I just but, And that, I'm like, "Oh, great. Great. So now I got to go win." And and so anyway, that Texas race though, the
0: first one looked so different. Like, yeah. It was it wasn't like the notes that Rudy had from right. that. I didn't really see how they would work because I don't know. It just seemed like it was much slipperier. They didn't have the the grip stuff.
1: Yeah. The PJ one wasn't down and, and the, the groove was a lot different, but anyway, so, so first practice, I get out of the first practice. and my chest is pumped out a little bit and I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. You know, it's driving decent. I didn't have as much speed as I wanted. I'm a little faster than the 18 and the four of my teammates, which is sort of used as a baseline. Then second practice comes along and now I'm about 10th or ninth or whatever. And I still don't have that that one-lap speed. You know, I can't put down that fast lap. And then final practice, I'm 15th.
0: So it's getting worse. And I'm like, oh,
1: this is not going well. My mock run was terrible because we we couldn't get uh, – I got hung up with a lap car coming to get to green, and it was deathly loose in one and two. And I'm like, man, this is getting harder, you know. Yeah. This isn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. So, um, But the truck drove – you know as well as I do, I got out of the truck and I told Rudy in between one of the practices. I said, if it were me, if this was a cup race and that was a cup car, I'd put it on jack stands. It drives so good. I I can drive it easily. I turn the wheel off in the corner, breathe the throttle, hold it down. It just hooks the bottom. And I'm opening the wheel up, coming off the corner. Mm-hmm. You've driven a car like that. Mm-hmm. And I go down to the other end and it's the same. Easy, flat. Just just doesn't wiggle, doesn't move around. I'm like, I can't do anything to this right. thing. And I'm like, that's it. I can win with that car.
0: And so, when you talk about rolling off, how like we heard a lot of lifting
1: in 1 and 2
0: during the the race, how how do you how do you as a as an experienced racer understand okay i'm gonna run wide open through three and four it's probably gonna stick pretty good yep and i'm gonna have to work the throttle when i get down to turns one and two how do you balance that when you're telling your crew chief oh i'm lifting down here it feels pretty good i'm wide open now what's that like i've never driven a track that was so different and i just was curious
1: yeah and that's where they were getting the speed they they, they were driving it into one further than i was and and if i just if i drove it in further it would want to leave the bottom and and so I couldn't drive it in any further. I opened that corner up. I opened the corner way up, getting into one, and about about broke my ass in one and two. You know, I let it came in there, and before I realized it, you know, I was kind of not paying attention, and it 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 was real sideways. Yeah, getting over that transition. Uh-huh. So I had to really watch that. But those guys got over that transition a little better, and were able to square that corner off. So, um, but during the race you know, you've been to races where those cars will put down some really fast laps. And they go away. And they go away. And I talked to Kyle that night, and he said, yeah, that always happens. So before the race, the night before the race. So I felt pretty good about our truck. And, uh, man, those guys took me to school early about drafting. and Well, and I noticed not only early, but there was a point in the race,
0: I think it was after or maybe during stage two, where you had been up front, but you were 12th and that's where you were riding that, that, that I was that, saving
1: that, gas. That's what you were doing. Yep. And and you needed that gas. I needed that gas. We were about 3 laps short from when we pitted. And I didn't know if there was going to be any more cautions or not, but the other thing I knew is is about 8 cars, 7, 8 cars in front of us needed to pit still. There there's no way they could make it. So the you laid the there race.
0: on and Rudy Rudy obviously is a genius.
1: He's not going to miss a detail. He's R- like right. chill. Well, He didn't really say that, but I took it upon myself that we just pitted and all these guys stayed out and they pitted, you know, they got 20 laps on their tires. Well, I know they can't make it. And so there's about six or eight trucks on our, our, uh, we put on our last set of tires Uh and there's six, eight trucks on our fuel mileage or, or, or our run. We can just make the end. We're a little short, but we can all make the end. And I was surprised not everybody stopped and then just splash it with gas, yeah. right, if you need to. Um, so it wasn't going to do me any good to go and race with all those guys that have to pit. Love that. I, I don't want to use up my tire racing with a guy that's got to pit. Yeah. You know, so I'll wait till the caution comes out. I'll get, move up. They can pit, start behind me on new tires. And now I haven't used up my tires. Yeah. And the caution never came and, until way late. Yes. So uh and then when the caution came, I finally realized or, or halfway through that run, I started going to the front and I got up to third, I think, or fourth. And the caution came out and I'm like licking my chops because I'm like, OK, now I got these guys where I want them. You know, now I can race them. And they all pitted. The Crafton and those other guys, they pitted, and took a splash of gas. Yeah. And I'm like. You know, I just didn't understand that. Right. And Rudy's like, Ah, oh, I mean, we're fine, but we don't have any tires. But maybe we should come in and just put a little gas in it. I'm like, No. <laughs> that's cool that you uh, like, that, that you've been away for so long, but you're like, No. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I'm good
0: right now. Yeah, because I, I saved for you. Yeah. You know, that's what I did back yeah. there. And, and how confident were you on that last restart that that you had? I mean, you, I, I said on the broadcast. This having 13 cautions was awesome for Greg Biffle. Yeah. Because he came into this race, he hadn't run a truck race since 04. I needed those brakes to catch my breath. Well, A, <laughs> and then B, you also needed those reps. You yeah. know, you needed to see what it was like to, yeah. to to have the restarts. And by the, you know, you might fool Greg Biffle 12 times, but I bet you by the 13th time, You going to figure it out. have it all figured out.
1: Yeah, so, uh, and, and then the funny part about it is I wanted the outside lane.
0: And I didn't, that didn't seem like a great idea. And
1: I was looking in the mirror and, and they're like, the spotters tell me, okay, the guys are going to go by. And the Oh four truck, the red truck yeah. was, was behind me, Corey Roper. And I was waiting for him to go, go, you know, and, and he pulls up beside me and I'm kind of starting to warm my tires up and he's starting beside me. <laughs> so I didn't know he was second. Oh, you were
0: going to go to the right. Yeah. I you was were waiting for him to wave, go by.
1: Yeah. And I didn't want to crowd him. I was right. leaving room for cars to go by. But then he took the outside, and I was yeah. halfway down the back stretch. And I'm like, "Well, guess I'm starting on the bottom." <laughs> but, well, I, but, want, I wanted you on the bottom, but I felt pretty good, um, you know, that I was going to be able to beat him down in the corner because I restarted behind him earlier, and and I felt pretty good. I was going to
0: be better than him. Be
1: better than him on that on that restart. So, anyway, we we were able to. Uh, Get a good jump there, and Matt. Matt was fast. Yeah, he I had was to, right on you. And he, oh man, didn't. I was waiting for him to move me. I was right. ready to race him. Right, yeah, he got right to my bumper. What? What? I know you let
0: off in one and two, and then you wide open three. Is is one and two really
1: that much more difficult? It it is. It it seems sharper. Yeah. Like like three and four is just a lazy entry, and and one and two kind of goes over that transition, and then and then kind of gets tight, and the exit's tight. So you have to drive it a lot different. And uh, when I just breathe it and get it rotated good, I can get off the corner so much better. But I go down the back stretch, you know, and I'm driving away from him a little bit. And I'm like, oh, I got him. You know, and I turn off, start turning off nice and easy with the wheel and just, it's flat. And I'm like, he's catching me a little bit. Right. And I get down and the King compresses and I look in the mirror and I'm like, he's coming. Right. You know, and I get off a four and halfway down the front, man, he's like, Shot yep. out of a cannon, yeah, and i'm I'm like, uh, it was funny in the competition meeting, Rudy's like, I could see you were lifting a little bit three and four I'm like, no, <laughs> you need to look
0: at the data and it, and he and he you just were a little better in one and two, and that would gain you the gap you needed right' is what it looked like,
1: yeah, yeah, I was surprised he didn't try the top because I got the top working in one and two. When I was coming to the front, yeah. I, as soon as I would get a, dra- a draft on them, I'd just go to the I'd le- look down here a little bit and I'd just go to the top. You know what you
0: did? You, you made a bunch of old people like me want to race a truck. <laughs> there and you I go. bet you Kenny Wallace wants to race a truck. And Kenny we should, Strader, all, we
1: should all just go race. <laughs> we got to get some trucks. Yeah. That's...
0: Kyle's got about six or eight <laughs> over there. Yeah. In fact, oh. it's, he's got five for sure because I saw you're going to run. Another one or not? Yeah, I think so. You're going to do St. Louis? Maybe. It's called Worldwide Technology Raceway. Worldwide Technology. That's what we're going to use there. All right. I want to, I want to get on my, um, my soapbox for a bit. So I raced since 1985 in NASCAR. And my job in 86, 87 was to... Um, I filled out the entry blanks. So it would come in the mail. Well, you've done more than I could do, probably. <laughs> it would come in the mail, and you would write down... Your driver, your address, uh, blah, blah, blah. You'd sign it. You'd put it in an envelope, and you'd send it back. Now, back then, they had entry deadlines. And I think, based on the postal service and the the time when they mail the entry blanks and the time you send yours back, you know, there had to be a deadline so they knew who was coming. That's right. So that's how it used to be. And in my opinion, in the world we live in today— when you can text someone, email them, you could docu sign that. You're right, and have it back in five minutes,
1: right, or less. What the hell? Why do we have? I can't explain it. Why do we have an entry deadline? I have no idea. I I mean, it makes no sense to me, but we mailed our blank, entry blank in for Iowa, but it just got (laughs) lost. Yeah. yeah. That's not on you, is it? (laughs) No, it got lost in the mail. All right.
0: Well, I have a, I have a real problem with, with that because it just seems we do that because it's, you know, Greg, it's the way we've always done
1: it. Right. Right. Which, which we don't have flip phones anymore. We don't have ones that have (laughs) big long cords on them and yeah we don't have those so i understand that's the way we used to do it we used but, to put a quarter in the phone right. if we want to call someone and right? we'd call someone who cares right
0: like but travis Tritt. i
1: i feel bad about it for a few reasons one is the series was on a on a box it was espn how long has it been since the the truck series has been talked about and, and it was everywhere. And I feel bad for the series. I feel bad for NASCAR and I feel bad for the team or myself, not being able to go and run Iowa, that it was such a great thing. Right. And, and Marcus Limonis and, Oh, what a great guy. They've, they've,
0: they've stepped up and we had all this energy and we're, we're, we're on the broadcast on fox yeah we're like saying, we're cheering this is, this is gonna be so fun yeah we're all excited and, everybody is and and okay so say that ship has sailed and i guess it has yeah won't, you won't be in iowa but you can still win a lot if you can go to to st louis and and perform
1: yeah i i'm excited about the the chances uh, opportunity we have in st louis and, and i'm excited you're going yeah. i really didn't know when we i was i was hoping you'd tell me but yeah. i really didn't know I'm, i think it's so great you're going. It it's about the uh, it, it's and it's not really about the money. It's about the excitement of being able to win two of the three. Right? Yes, it, it's like the triple crown. I mean, we don't talk about how much money they're going to win. No, we talk about being able to win all three of those. Yeah, and you save money. You're okay. if you don't win a dime,
0: you're okay, right? I'm okay. Yeah, I'm I, having a lot of fun. The thing that I think about is you know it helps the team because yep. it's obviously hard to to make a as an owner make ends meet. Right. So the money's great. I yep. wasn't worried about, I was, wasn't worried about Greg, but I, I certainly wanted to, I
1: wanted to see you have that opportunity yeah. because I know, and I feel like I help maybe can help Todd and, and, you know, Burton a little bit. You I know? think so. I, I mean, Harrison, I, I think that I want to, and I want to help Rudy and those guys. And we had a competition meeting and I talked to him about the racetrack and some things I learned. And, and I was, I was, I was very impressed because Harrison Burton and Todd Gillen paid attention and listened to me, what I had to say, and asked me questions. And I like I like that, that a, because that a, they want to learn. I was going to
0: say that'll make you young again. Like yeah. when 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 kids look up to you, like this 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 veteran, yep. he took time to come race with us. Plus, he beat us, and and now he's here to help us. That's that's got to be a great feeling for you. Yeah,
1: and and you know. All the years I spent Exfinity or, or cup racing over at Roush, we had what five, six Xfinity teams and and all those guys were there. Not one of them came and asked me a question about a track, a that corner a entry, a help, <laughs> anything. So for these guys to pay attention and ask questions, I, I that that tells me something that they're going to be they're going to be okay. And yeah. you know, Todd Todd had a great run. Yeah. But you know, but, you know he just needs to temper that a little bit there was a guy on my right side twice down at three and four and that thing was doing this and i just said eh, yeah this isn't the white's not out right so i said now's not the time well we talked a lot about
0: about your career and life after nascar which i appreciate what you do with the with the sand dune cars and the and the you know, and being able to do the 24-Hour Lemons. And now Will this you op- come and drive for I, I, I want to be your co-driver, 100%. Me? Love it. <laughs> I, I love all that kind of stuff. I got to race the 24-Hour Le Mans, so yeah. I've got to do the 24-Hour Lemons. That's right. So the thing that I'm most thankful of, uh, or for, is is that you got this opportunity to go race in Texas, and you, you, you made the most of it. But the thing that makes me smile is your 7-year-old Emma is sitting over there, and... The last time you won a race, she was there, but she was one. And I asked her, you know, do you remember? No. <laughs> but this is something that that she will never forget. Yeah. Celebrating a big
1: win with you, and that is so precious. It is. Come here, Emma. Come over. It, it was exciting, and uh, yeah, she got to she got to be there with Grandma and everybody. So it was it was a fun. It was a fun time. It's something she'll always uh, always remember. And it, it may be Daddy's last win or last race. You never know, right? And you know what I love about that?
0: When you're, when you're 35 or so, you think when you win, yeah, this might be my last win ever, which it probably won't be. You <laughs> might get another one. But when you're in your late 40s, it really might be your last one ever. That's and, right. And get to share it with her. Yep. Just, that makes me smile. Yep. It was fun, fun time. And those pictures will last forever. That's right. (laughs) That's right. We got some pictures in Victory Lane, didn't we? Yeah. Well, appreciate so much you coming over and saying hi and and getting to spend some time with you. I'm glad the the truck race win happened because I missed you and we had something to to talk about. And and I'm going to hold you to let me race uh, the old number 69 with you. That's it. December, Road Atlanta. All right. I'm there. All right. Wow, so many memories. I can't believe Greg Biffle came and and retired, and I was here for the whole thing. And that's why the win at Texas was so fun for me to be a part of, to call and watch him do the job he did down there. Thank you, Greg, for being a part of our show. I cannot wait for this weekend. It's going to be so much fun watching these cup cars go left and right, hop the humps, do the S's run the carousel I hadn't done that since heck back in when i used to drive and that was a fun trip around that race course too so that'll be fun for you to watch so be sure tell all your friends to add wall unfiltered via their favorite podcast app and then give us a five-star rating we're going to be here for you all year long talking to the stars of nascar and i look forward to to conversing with you next week we'll have another great guest and we'll have another great time